I just want women out there to know that, you know, birth is not an illness and it shouldn't be treated as such. And so don't settle, like do your research and, and make it happen, whatever that is. If it's in a hospital, if it's home birth, like you can do it. Like your vision can become a reality. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hello, hello, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 91 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and I am thrilled today to have my guest, Joelle, on the podcast today in particular. Why? Because Joelle is a graduate of the Happy Home Birth Academy. And if you haven't heard the super exciting news, Happy Home Birth Academy is now open to the public once again, and it's only going to be open, doors are open for just a few days until this Friday, September 19th. And you've got a great opportunity to join the program. There is now a group program option where we're going to be going through the modules each week and then discussing them as a group. So all of the community and support that you could ever wish for. So please go check out myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash HHA. After this interview, because in this interview, you're going to listen to Joelle's story where she actually transitioned from hospital to home at the very end and then binged on Happy Home Birth Academy when it launched the first time, which was after her due date. (laughs) So such an amazing story. I know you guys are going to gain so much from it. If you missed last week's free event, The Three Pillars of a Happy Home Birth, I highly encourage you to jump into the Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, so that you can watch those. It was full of incredible content all about support, mindset, and informed decision-making. We had such a great turnout, and the comments are half of the goodness of it. So many people were commenting and talking as we went through, and it was just such an enjoyable experience. So if you haven't gone into the Happy Home Birth Podcast community on Facebook, go there now. I'll make sure that I link it in the show notes, but it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash happy home birth. All right, that's enough chit chat from me. So please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And neither one of us are medical providers, so continue to see your doctor, your midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. All right, let's chat with Joelle. Joelle, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Your podcast and academy just helped me so much to prepare for my home birth, so it's an honor to share my story here. So thank you. Oh, well, it is an honor to hear it. And as we jump in, I would love for you to just start by introducing yourself to the listeners. Sure. Um, My name's Joelle. I live in a small mountain town outside Lake Tahoe, California. Um, So you can imagine it's it's a beautiful place to live and a beautiful place to raise now my son. Um, I live with my husband, Kevin, um, our dog, River, and now our our one-month-old son, Kellen. Oh, wonderful. And so we were talking before the interview about how your preconception really affected the way that 
your entire pregnancy and birth played out. So I, would you mind starting there and, and giving us the details on that? Absolutely. Um, so I have Hashimoto's, which is the underlying condition that um, leads to hypothyroidism. And um, I grew up in the most conventional, traditional household you can imagine. You know, um, like we went to the doctor and he wasn't hesitant to prescribe any medications. Um, you know, I was able to, to eat whatever I wanted. I mean, health and um, nutrition, all that was not a big part of my upbringing. Um, so when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, it was really up to me to um, figure out how I was going to deal with this because just taking a pill wasn't going to do it. Um, so that's what ultimately got me into um, just more natural medicine um, a natural, um, or, you know, just being more preventative with my health. And then also my dad passing away from chemotherapy, which, um, you know, that was the only, that was the only thing that we were doing to treat it. So those two life events are really what got me into more of a holistic way of life. Um, and, and then, when were these in like, in relation to now, like, was this a number of years ago or was this relatively recently that you made these changes? So I was 30 when I was diagnosed, uh, and I'm 35 now. Gotcha. So it is pretty recent. Um, and so definitely, you know, going along that path, uh, when I, when I got pregnant, it was, um, just naturally that's, I wanted to take a more natural unmedicated approach. So I knew that in the beginning. Um, and then uh, I also wanted to touch on, um, so I, I wanted to make sure, you know, prior that my body was in a really good place because Hashimoto's can cause infertility. So I really did the work, you know, I would say six months prior, I was on prenatals. Um, I read Lily Nichols book, who I know you're a fan of and have her on. Oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's amazing. Um, so I, you know, I read that book. Um, you know, I made sure that all my numbers were good as far as like my blood work and my thyroid numbers were good, you know, ensured I did a full panel um, with my thyroid testing. Uh, so I really wanted to make sure that my body was in a good place prior to conceiving. And then also just, you know, I want to make sure that I have just a great environment for my baby to thrive and develop. So that was a huge part of, um, you know, my, my journey and, and my story for sure. That's amazing. I, yes, it, it does seem like sometimes it is when, you know, health crises occur that a light bulb kind of turns on and it's like, wait, there's gotta be a better way than this. You know, there's gotta be something else out there. That's certainly what my story was. So it's, it's really neat to hear that in your story as well. Absolutely. It was, and it was something I had to do on my own. Like I said, I mean, it really took me doing the research and me watching the documentaries. And just like you said, it was very much like there has to be something else out there, right? Like there's, there's gotta be a different way. And um, so that's, you know, what led me to, you know, where I am today. Yes. And so, okay, with all of this in mind, as you were preparing for your pregnancy, you then conceived, what was that journey like? So um, I had a copy, copper IUD in and um, took it out. And my, the first time I ovulated, because I was tracking, you know, with an app and a thermometer and everything. Um, and conveniently, I planned a trip to Hawaii uh, when I knew I was ovulating. <laughs> so that, I'm sure that helped. Uh, but it, it was very, I felt very blessed that it, it, it happened on the first time I came back pregnant. Wow. And 
but I really think that that was me doing the work, you know, and me making sure that my body and mind were all in a good place. And, uh, but definitely I just, we feel really blessed that we were able to conceive um, right away. So. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I love the coming back with a souvenir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if I like, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before at some point, but that's what happened with my husband and I, we, flew out to California to visit my brother and we just came home with like a t-shirt and a coffee mug and uh, a developing embryo. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's how we told, you know, my mom and Kevin's parents, you know, it was like, well, we came back with a little something and (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, But again, I just felt really, just really blessed that it, it, it went that way. So yeah. And so what happened as your pregnancy progressed? How was your pregnancy experience? Okay. So in the beginning, um, I definitely knew, like I said, I wanted an unmedicated birth and I wanted to breastfeed. Um, so a little background, my mom, I, my mom and my three older sisters, they all gave birth in a hospital and they all bottle fed. So I was not exposed at all to any kind of home birth, unmedicated birth, or even breastfeeding. Um, so I knew this was going to be a challenge just in the sense that I, I was not familiar with it at all. So again, it put me in that, which I love, you know, researching and all that. So um, it was something I really had to do, uh, you know, on my own. So I knew that in the beginning. Um, and then we also just, you know, knew that we were going to give ho- uh, birth in a hospital. So with home birth, I, I mean, I had never even heard of home birth. I didn't know anybody that had a home birth. And so it was just hospital care. was just all I thought was accessible to me. And, and so that's where it all started. And, um, my OB care and everything started, um, you know, with, at, at a hospital. So, um, and at that point, like I said, you know, um, so home birth was just not even in my conscious. Like, I just didn't even think it was really a thing for, for people, you know, like it just was, right so far gone. Uh, and then um, at the beginning of my pregnancy, uh, it, I searched um, documentaries on Amazon, just wanting to see like, oh, there must be some on unmedicated birth. And when I searched, the business of being born came up, like a lot Thank of goodness. interviewees <laughs> and listeners, that's what the game changer, right? So uh, my husband and I, and this is early on in my pregnancy, sat down and watched the business of being born. And nobody had suggested it to me. I had no idea what it was. It was just like, well, this looks interesting. Let's sit down and watch it. And afterwards, we were just silent. We looked at each other and we were like silent. And we didn't even talk about it right after. It was later on that evening that we finally, because we just had to let it register. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it that night at dinner. And we were like, well, thank God, you know, um, our hospital is very progressive and they're baby friendly, which means that it's a certification that supports breastfeeding. And so we just thought, wow, well, this is a good compromise. You know, it's kind of like the in-between, um, you know, they have these beautiful suites with tubs and, you know, they're just, they're, they support a medicated birth. So we just thought like, okay, well, at least we have that you know, but we still, after watching that thought, there's no way we could have a home birth. Like, I just think, I think women just don't realize that it's accessible and that it's safe. And I was still in that place of like, there's no way that we could do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was the beginning of of the pregnancy. 
And, um, you know, ultimately my, my whole pregnancy, I, again, I feel very blessed. It was, um, you know, as low risk, um, very few symptoms. Um, you know, early on I had, um, you know, a little bit of nausea, fatigue, just normal things. Second trimester was like the honeymoon stage. Like I had more energy than I had ever had. I was glowing, you know, um, and then third trimester, uh, they're, you know, just the normal, just getting uncomfortable, uh, you know, insomnia, things like that. But I, I feel really blessed the way my pregnancy went. Um, and then, yeah, so then COVID, <laughs> do you want me to get into that? Please. <laughs> okay. So at 34 weeks, we were going to our hospital courses, um, and that was in person at the time. And so we went to two, and then um, at 34 weeks was at, at the height of COVID. So the, the classes got canceled, our tour of the hospital got canceled. And I mean, we all know it just, it just got crazy. Mm-hmm. And we, and that was a point where we didn't really know where the virus, like what it was going to do, the virus. And, um, and then the hospital was having all these restrictions and everything. And so, um, I was sent home from work. I'm a special education teacher. And so we went to, you know, all schools were closed and we went to virtual learning. And so what that did was send me home and, you know, I had a lot of time with at home and in my thoughts and home birth just started to come back in my thoughts. You know, I was just thinking, wow, we don't, I mean, we don't know where this virus is going to go. Um, and it wasn't only that, it was just all the restrictions in the hospital. Like you have to wear a mask. My husband couldn't leave once he was there. Just the paranoia and the vibes. I was like, I don't think I want my baby being born into that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, again, nothing wrong with that hospital. They're amazing. But I just, it was just the overall vibe of everything. And then just my initial feeling in the beginning of my pregnancy of like thinking that, you know, this is something I really want, but I can't do. And so at the time, that's what I was thinking. And so um, it was kind of funny. I I follow Mama Natural um, and she had like sent a video about this woman that switched um, because of COVID and and, and got her insurance to pay for it, you know, because of COVID. And I was like, you know what? And it was like, and she, this was, was within days. It was like, she made the switch and within like three days went into labor kind of a thing. And wow. she was sharing her story. So I was like, wow, okay. Like maybe I can do this. And then I had a phone conversation with my, my sister and we were like joking about it. And she's a nurse and she's like, well, I'm probably gonna have to come up and we're going to have a home birth. haha, Like laughing about it. But then I remember like hanging up thinking like, maybe I can, like, maybe this is something I really want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so then I, I just was looking for midwives in the area and the closest one was, um, 50 minutes away. And so I called her up and she, um, she said, she said that, um, she had one opening for May and that three other women had called her that same day. I mean, like home birth just spiked Mm -hmm. during this time, like I had heard. And so, um, she she said, you know, I'll, I'll take you on because I don't want to go to the city, you know? And, and I just, I don't know, I just talking to you, I think this is, this will be a good thing. And, you know, but still I want you to come in and, um, you know, we're going to have our initial appointment and make sure this is all good. Uh, and, um, so basically everything just, 
aligned. It was like the universe was just telling me like, you can do this and this is all going to work out. Like everything aligned. When I met with her, it was her and then a student midwife. And um, we just clicked. I mean, um, insurance, we got that figured out. There's a company called Cohosh that kind of takes care of that end of things um, with insurance and um, you know, but even if insurance wasn't going to do it, she's like, I have a payment plan kind of a thing. She just really worked with me, but overall it was just like, wow. Like it was just this overwhelming feeling of this is right. And this is mm-hmm. what we need to do. And, and so home birth, it was <laughs> from that point. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that was at, that was at 34 weeks when you made the switch or did, had it been like another week or so? It was 35 weeks. So 34 weeks is when I was sent home uh, from Mm -hmm. work. And then 35 weeks is where we ultimately made that decision. (laughs) Wow. I know. (laughs) Crazy, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So gosh. And you know, you are like clearly the like researching type and you want to know what's going on and what you need to be doing. So I just, what was your mind feeling like when you had decided like, all right, I'm making the switch. Again, you know, I'm really big on um, listening to your intuition and listening to the signs of just, you know, three years ago, I, I moved to this area to to Lake Tahoe and I, and it was, I mean, against all my family's wishes, like, they're like, what are you doing? You're single, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, I just, I made that move and I would have never met my husband. I wouldn't be here, you know, like just listening. I've always been someone to listen to my intuition, listen to the signs. And everything was just feeling so much, just so right about going that route. And definitely the midwife had something to do with it. I mean, we just clicked. I mean, we just related on so many different levels. And, and then just the fact that like my OB appointments were 10 to 15 minutes and it, you know, because I'm low risk, I mean, that's all they need to be. Right. And then I go to this midwife appointment and it's two hours long. And I mean, we're like best friends at the end of it, you know, I mean, it was just like, just what a difference in care, you know, and just in the fact that she was going to be with me the whole time, you know, there's not going to be these switch and uh, with nurses and all that. I mean, it was like, it just felt right. And it just, and then just being home and doing it at home, just um, overall, it was just like, this is the way we need to go for sure. And then at the time, yeah, at the time I was, I was reading um, this, this definitely made the decision too. I was reading Ida May's book, which I know comes Mm -hmm. up a lot. And that made sense to me. I mean, just everything in that book, everything was just making sense. And it was like, why, why is this not more known? Like, why don't more women do it this way? You know, I mean, it's like, we have to figure this out for ourselves, you know, and it's just, it's just crazy to me that it has to be that way. But um, I remember just leaving my OB appointments thinking like, well, luckily I'm the researching type and I'm reading Lily Nichols book and Ida May's book, but how many women leave here and they're not, and they don't know what to eat and they don't know, you know, lifestyle during pregnancy and how to, you know, for thriving development. I mean, so anyway, so it just, you're right. (laughs) It's, it's so, I mean, it's really frustrating. And and I feel like this theme is kind of coming up here recently. It's just Mm -hmm. this idea of it to me and and I know that I'm kind of just living in a bubble, but it's so hard to remember that, wow, most people don't know this, you know, they're not getting access to this information. And that's so frustrating. And this, there's such a desire, at least in me, and it sounds like in you to just 
oh, I just want to tell everybody. Like, I just want you to know that this exists. Yes, absolutely. And, and, um, and I didn't mention this before, but when we made this decision, um, we decided not to tell anybody because, um, you know, like, I don't know. There's just such a stigma on it. And I knew, I I knew that my family and friends would be like, what the hell are you, you what are you thinking? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and they wouldn't, you know, really listen and and do the research. And, and so I knew that was something I wanted to deal with kind of after, you know, here's my healthy, like healthy, happy baby. And, you know, now I'm ready to, to talk to you about this. Um, but I knew early on, I just couldn't have those, those vibes coming my way. Um, oh, sure. I totally get that. And especially with you making the decision there at the end, it's not like you had that long to like have to hold something back and that would not be a lot of time for them to process it. So, exactly. you know, like it would have been just, yeah, that was not a bad decision. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so anyway, yeah, so that's what, what got to our, you know, led to our decision and, um, yeah. Do you want me to get into the, yeah. The what did you story? do? I would, I would love that. I'd love to okay. know, like, just kind of like leading up to the birth story, like what, what happened, like those final weeks with your midwife, mm-hmm. like those final bits of preparing, what was that like? And then, and yeah, then jump, jump into that birth story. Okay. So I, I met with them weekly and, um, you know, I felt like honestly, they knew more about me in that first appointment than in, you know, any OB and, and the, um, the OB that I was going to, uh, you have to see, there's four of them and you have to see somebody different every time because you don't know who's going to be at your birth kind of a thing. So it was just, mm-hmm. you know, that first appointment, um, I mean, again, is where, I mean, we, like, I felt like they knew me better than, than, you know, than the OBs. Um, and so then weekly, I met with them weekly and they, they did their visit here and we talked about, you know, where we were going to set up the birth tub. Um, and then my husband got to meet them as well and was like 100% on board. I mean, he's kind of like-minded in my thinking with holistic, a holistic way of life. And um, so he was just totally on board with it. And then, you know, watching the business of being born in the beginning and just knowing that this is something I really wanted. And so he was extremely supportive in this and um, so yeah. And so then, oh, and then <laughs> I have to touch on this. So I was like all things home birth, right? Like once I made that decision. And so one of the things was your podcast. So I like would take my walks and just binge listen on your podcast. And then I knew, you know, that I wanted to do some kind of preparation. Uh, but like everything out there was, you know, there was nothing geared just directly toward home birth. And so when I heard, heard that your academy was, um, going to be, you're going to be releasing it. Uh, it was past my due date. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like it's such a bummer, you know? And so luckily I went late. I went 41 weeks and two days. And so on May 11th, that morning when you released it, um, <laughs> I got the program and, you know, did the crash course within three days. And then I, oh, you know, wow. delivered on the 14th. So um, I crammed it in there, but I have to say, you know, just the way you have it set up, it's so easy to follow. It's so straightforward. There's no fluff, you know? And so it was just like, okay, like I, I got through it. I mean, I wouldn't suggest that to anybody like doing that crash course, but I'm thankful that, you know, I had that and that it was something that was just, especially um, the module, um, the getting your mind right module mm-hmm. was so helpful because, 
you know, I didn't really, ha- I didn't have that much time to process what I was doing, you know? And so right. it just, it really helped to, to get my mind right. And then obviously being at home and just um, being able to kind of be at home with my thoughts and, and getting it my space too. That was, that was an awesome module too, about getting the environment and space prepared. Oh, that is so yeah. cool to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just like bought it the day that it came out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then I love it. The crash course, like over three days. And, um, it was just so helpful. And then just all of your, you know, positive stories and, um, birth stories. Like before I was just listening to like just random stories and, and just to be able to listen to all these incredible women, like strong women giving mm-hmm. birth at home was just, all of that was just helped so much in preparing me. So well, thank, thank you for, for joining in the ranks. I'm so glad that you are now here telling your story and others get to, to get the same feelings from, from you. So that is, that's amazing. Well, okay. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's hear it. Let's hear how that birth played out. Okay. So May 13th, so there's a day before, um, Kellen was born. Um, that night around 9.30, I began having contractions, uh, but they were mild. And um, I was kind of getting a little stir crazy at that point. You know, it's like everyone tells you not to focus on the due date, but you just, you do it anyway. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a week past it. And this like magical date, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I knew like, and I knew a lot of t- first time moms go past their due date. I know all these things, but I um, still would try, you know, little things to maybe um, help it move along. So, you know, it's bouncing on the ball uh, and walking. And so that night I had diffused clary sage and I have no idea if that's what mm-hmm. did it, but it's just something I did that night and then they started. So um, I, you know, they were very mild. And then, so I was able to get some sleep, but in the middle of the night um, they began getting closer. So um, they were they were like three to four minutes apart, but like very short, like 30 seconds. And so I was like, well, I mean, I know it's not when I'm supposed to call, you know, they're supposed to be like a minute long or whatever, but I'm like, I'm going to call her just in case. And so we called and she said, yeah, that's normal. Just, I mean, you're still in the early stages. Like you can get, you can get some sleep and we'll talk in the morning, you know, but if things pick up, call me. So, um, you know, I was able to get some sleep. And then that morning she gave me a call (laughs) and, um, she let me know that her, another mama was in labor. She was three weeks early and she was further along. And so she was going to go to her birth first. And I just, you know, obviously you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I had a total like freak out moment. Like, is this happening? And she's like, but you know, of course we have backup. Like one of us will be there with a backup kind of a thing, but still it's like, this isn't the way it's supposed to go, you know, right. <laughs> but that's that birth, like that's labor. So it took me a little bit of time to process that and like, oh my God, are they going to make it? Um, but the whole thing with, you know, getting your mind right. Like I, I think honestly, like I was able to hold my labor off. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but like mentally, I just couldn't go there yet. You know, Mm -hmm. like I can't, I I have to wait for them. They have to be here kind of a thing. And so I think it prolonged it a little bit. Um, Yeah, I definitely think that is, that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, so I just kind of like, I just, I just kept it mellow. You know, I bounced on the ball. Um, we made chili, you know, in the crock pot, um, just so we had a meal and all that afterwards. And, uh, so anyway, I, 
um, was was laboring and things were picking up a little bit, but they weren't really getting, you know, like super progressive. And so, I mean, I would have to kind of hang on to the the bar top and like bend over and bounce on the ball or lean over the ball, that kind of thing. But it, it wasn't, they weren't that strong at that point. And then I was doing things to just kind of keep myself you know, mellow. I watched, um, I decided to watch Happy Gilmore. No, I, no idea why, but I think I needed something like mindless and funny to watch. And um, so anyway, uh, so they called at like one um, thirty in the afternoon and said, okay, mama gave birth. We're cleaning up and we're, we'll be on our way. And I was like, what? Okay. Awesome. Yes. You know, oh, wow. So once I got that news and knew just the fact that I knew that they were going to be on their way and be here in a couple hours, you know, I, I knew like, okay, I can, I can let go now. Like I can let this happen. And so that's when things started to pick up and then they made it here at um, three 30 in the afternoon. Wow. Uh, and then, and so were you already feeling things kind of picking up as like right after you got that call? Yes, absolutely. Cause I, I think it was just like, okay, they're going to make it. And, and it was just this sense of relief and, and, and that's where I just really let go and things started to pick up. Um, so, and then again, um, I had, there's, here's a little side note, um, just with your mind kind of playing tricks with you. I, I don't know why I did this, but I let, I let my mom know I was in labor early on. And so, which was so, I don't know why I did that. But anyway, so she, so my family this whole time is just, is texting, they're texting my husband, like, is she at the hospital? Like, let us know. And like, he doesn't want to lie to them. And like, so like that's going on and messing with me. And, <laughs> um, and then he like had to tell them, that, you know, over text, like what was going on. And, and so anyway, I think that was kind of holding me back a little bit too, but so once, so once they got here though, I mean, things, <clears throat> and that's when things really picked up. So she, um, they checked me and, um, they, I let them know, I didn't want to know how far along I was as far as dilation. I just said, check me. And all I want to know is if we can fill up the tub. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that would be the news that, that would just, you know, that would just be amazing if, if I knew that. And so they checked me and she said, all right, let's fill up the tub. Wow. Yeah. So did she uh, tell you later how far along you were at that point? No, no. And I, I guess I just never asked, you know, right. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> so I'll, like I, at that time, all I wanted to know is if I could get in the tub, you know, I was, yep. I was ready for that and I had been ready for that, you know, but they, they definitely, you know, like they want you further along to, before you get in. So, so that was promising at the time. And so I got in the tub and that, you know, which it can do, it, it kind of slowed things down. So then that's, um, I got out and just started to try different positions. And at this point too, I'm, I was very vocal during my, my um, labor and birth. And I kept thinking too, like, how would I do this in a hospital? Here I am like in this primal state, like, you know, and by primal, like, uh, state of mind, like literally like screaming through these contractions. Like, I just, I remember these thoughts going through my head, you know, like it was, I don't know how I could do this in the hospital with like people I didn't know. And I'm yeah. never going to ever do this again. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Two things>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's when I tried just different positions. Like I was leaning over the toilet and my husband was massaging my back, leaning over the ball. One thing that, um, 
my midwife had me do were those um, inversions off the bed. It's like a spinning baby's move that mm -hmm. um, where you're like elevated and then you bend over onto your, your elbows and it's like a full inversion. Um, and she was just thinking like that would help with, um, you know, with positioning and getting him to drop. And so like, so, and I was doing it during a contraction. So that was like oh. crazy painful, but I found was like, okay, anything that I need to do, you know, at this point. So, right. Um, oh, wow. I bet that was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I have, I have photos of it too. It's pretty oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so then, um, you know, like there was just a few hours going by and again, I just think my mind, um, it, with it being my first birth, you know, you just don't know, like, you don't know the sensations, you don't know the feelings, it's all new to you. And, and, and then now, like, you know, being at home, like, I just think, you know, it just, it kept going through my mind, like, what if I have to transport? What if I have to transport? So that whole mind thing again, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why, you know, it was taking, it was taking some time, you know, um, and it was getting late. And so she just, looked at me and was like, I think you need to get some rest. You know, I just, I want you like things just started to slow down again. I think my mind getting in the way. And she's like, I, I, I think you, you know, just take a little rest and then, you know, we'll keep going from there. And I'm like, okay, you know, and so I laid down with my husband and, and then all of a sudden something just clicked. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't need to rest. Like this needs to happen. <laughs> like I, I, you know, like I'm ready to go. So I, they went downstairs and uh, my husband and I are laying in the bed and the birth tub was in my bedroom. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to get back in that tub. Like, I, I'm ready for this. I want to do this. So I got in the tub and things started to pick up again. And I was like, just literally roaring at that point. And so they like rushed upstairs and they knew like it was coming and just instinctively, um, I, I really wanted a water birth. Like I, I, you know, I had this dream, obviously you watch, you watch those water bursts and including yours, which is beautiful by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, I, I, that's what I wanted. Um, and, but, um, just at the time instinctively, I just thought, okay, I need, I need to get out of here and get on my hands and knees. And I, I got out of the tub, I got in my bed on my hands and knees and just had that overwhelming sensation to push. And I pushed for 30 minutes and um he came flying out like it wasn't oh here's the head and okay like, let's wait and like no he just like there's this thing with you know we're big skiers up here and like this thing of like send it you know and like he sent it like he just <laughs> flew out and you know um he had an app guard right away of 10 and she said that is so rare and he came out pink he was pink he was screaming mm. he everything and um and so yeah I mean and so he had that Avgar 10 he was just screaming and pink and healthy and I was crying and yeah it was just the most amazing thing but I think that that's what got me you know I just I had that instinctual feeling like I just need to get out get on my hands and I don't know I, I feel like a lot of women that that happens like they think oh I'm gonna give a water birth but they they um 
I don't know, it ends up happening some other way, you know? <laughs> right. And just the fact that you, it seems like you just, especially at the end, you really like turn that intuition on. Like your midwife even is saying like, yeah, I think you need to get some rest. Just calm down. And you're like, okay, uh, actually, no, I think I need to do this other thing. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. Like you just like let your body do what it needed to do. And so getting into the tub and then knowing, all right, it's time to get out of the tub. It's time to do this other mm-hmm. thing. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. And I think, uh, I might've, I told my midwife this afterwards and she's like, I don't think so at all, but I might've like forced it a little bit. And I, and I think that might've um, contributed a little bit to the tear. Cause I did tear. It was a secondary mm-hmm. tear. And, uh, she's like, no, you weren't forced it. You're just ready, you know, but sometimes <laughs> it feels like, you know, you're forcing it, but, um, so yeah, so, so I did tear, um, and it was a second degree tear, but so right after I birthed him though, actually, so right after I birthed him, um, I was able to nurse right away and the cord was still attached. It was white and limp, so it wasn't pulsating or anything. Um, I mean, right after it was, but, uh, pretty early on it, it stopped. Um, and, but we just, we kept it attached and I was able to nurse. Uh, and then that's when, you know, um, things for me, like at that point, I was just like, I'm just so happy that he's healthy. And, you know, but then there were some, you know, a few complications with me afterwards. Uh, So one of the things was, um, you know, I was bleeding. So they did give me the shot of Pitocin. And then she had to stitch me up. And so here I am on my own bed and like two buckets, you know, holding up my legs. And here's (laughs) my midwife, you know, stitching me. It's like, this is, this is home birth, you know? So, so she stitched me up and I had like an inner, an inner vaginal tears, which is a little bit um, more uncommon um, Mm -hmm. and more difficult, I guess, to stitch. So it just seemed like it took forever, you know, and even with like the numbing, it's, it's obviously, it's just incredibly uncomfortable. Right. And I was, um, I was laying down for quite a long time and, and, and I just think that, you know, just coming down and off of everything, the Pitocin, the bleeding, all that, um, I sat up after she was done and then I passed out. So oh, yeah. I know. And I have a history of, of that. I mean, it's been a while, but, um, so yeah, I like, you know, my husband said, I just had that. I like just turned green and like just passed out. And luckily I was on the bed. And so, um, and it was for a short period of time, but then she just thought, okay, we need to, we need to administer an IV just in case, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so we got that going Um, which is, you know, this is just incredible that like, this is what so many women don't understand that. I mean, like midwives are prepared for these things, you know, I mean, that, you know, if these things, if things happen, I mean, they know what to do. I mean, they're, um, so anyway, I just want to make that point, you know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. and she just was just incredible after, after all this was, you know, like everything that went on with me. So I had the IV. And then um, she wanted to make sure that I I could pee and because um, she didn't want to leave without that. And I couldn't, you know, because I'm numb and the stitching and everything. And she just wanted to know if um, she needed to do the catheter, which she did, which was like, oh, that was so uncomfortable. And mind you, like, I am someone, I've never had a broken bone. I've never had a surgery. You know, I mean, this is like overwhelming for me, you know, like this is a lot. Um, and, you know, afterwards, especially to like come off of that, you know? Um, but you yeah. know what? I, like, I got through it and I mean, 
Kush afterwards, it's just, I just felt so strong and so empowered. I mean, I just, you know, you can't even explain it. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, It is such a beautiful feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was wondering, like, as you're going through all that, I mean, I know it's not fun to have to, you know, get the stitches and the shot of Pitocin, but where was your mind at this point? Were you in a, that euphoric place or how were you experiencing that initial postpartum? You know what I kept thinking? I was like, all I care about is my baby's healthy. Like, I think that was my biggest fear. Like what, I mean, hospital or not, you know, hospital, home birth, whatever you like as a mom, I mean, as a mom, you have those fears. Like what if something goes wrong or what if my baby's not okay? And, and I just like, that's what was in my head. Like, he's good he's good, you know, like, and I'm going to be good too. Like, I just think right. that that's what got me through it. And even when I was stitching, um, you know, I had him on me, you know, and I had him on me and even like nursing at, at one point. And so that kind of was a distraction too. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just hold, I mean, like, that's where my mind is, is my baby, you know, like it's nowhere else. Like, you know, and that's, like, what's so amazing is like, yeah. that's what, I don't know. I think that's, what's so beautiful about midwifery care is that your mind, of course, is your is on your baby 100%. And so to have these other women there that are there dedicated to you and giving you the attention that you need while you give your baby the attention that he needs, that's just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I absolutely like, and I, I just, again, I couldn't imagine doing it anywhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. And I just, I just, they're, I mean, incredible midwives. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Mm-hmm. You guys are incredible. Like I just, right? <laughs> it takes a special, special person to do that work. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah. So absolutely. Um, oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> and Hey, how was your postpartum or how has your postpartum been since that time? I mean, gosh, that's, it's not been very long at all. Has it? No, about five weeks. So, uh, so postpartum, I mean, I was definitely like coming off of this high coming off of, you know, just that everything. I mean, it's, it's insane. And you're, and I mean, physically, mentally, everything, you're just coming off of this. Um, and so my mistake, I, <laughs> my family who is just, has never breastfed and, you know, like is never, you know, is probably again, home birth, like I, I invited them um, to come right away, which now looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably would have waited. So my mom and three sisters came and they were so incredibly helpful in other ways, like just the, they, the cooking, the cleaning, all that. But um, they're just, they weren't knowledgeable. They're not knowledgeable on, on breastfeeding and, and um, home birth. So it was just, it was hard having them and, um, you know, just, just little comments like, you know, like my milk took a little bit, a bit to come in and, you know, like he's hungry, you know, and mm-hmm. don't you think you should give him formula? Like that kind of thing. And, and so like, you know, my mind kind of messing with me too, like, oh, should I, like, I don't know, you know, but right. like I held off, I held my ground and, um, I just, you know, I just was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to breastfeed. And, um, so one of the things I did, um, that was available to me through insurance. Like I said, my hospital is amazing, progressive. Um, the hospital near us is very progressive in their thinking and pro breastfeeding. So I have six lactation um, appointments that are covered by insurance. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, and then they're closer too. they're 15 minutes away as opposed to like 50 minutes to an hour, which my midwives were, you know? 
And so um, my midwives knew I was doing this too. We're so supportive of it. They're like, yes, go, you know, like the more support, the better. So I went to the lactation consultant and thank God I did, you know, it was just so helpful. And I had that support with breastfeeding. Um, And so, um, you know, that, that was just so incredibly helpful to get that going. Um, But again, you know, I'd probably hold off on family coming. I mean, we, we all love our family, right? But I think it's so important to have those first few days or even week to, to yourself and like, cause there's so much to figure out early on and so many emotions you're dealing with and, um, just frustrations with breastfeeding. And I mean, it just, yeah, I would definitely hold off. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I get it. I do think that's a common thing that, that we learn, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I, it'll be fine. They'll be great. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, next time I'll just do something different. Yeah. And then Absolutely. And then just them, um, the processing home birth too. I mean, they're processing everything as well. It was just kind of a a weird situation. And like, they have since come back to visit and like, things are good now. And I'm just, I'm so happy, you know, like they're able to see like, we're good, you know, Right. but they saw that initial, just like, you know, of us trying to figure it out kind of a thing. And, you know, anyway, so I just think it's important to have, have that time. And so another thing that um, we, we did through the hospital was um, we knew we wanted to circumcise, which is something the midwives don't do. And so um, we had to do go through pediatric care for that. And another thing that they were able to do was test for jaundice um, right away. Like he was a little yellow and he didn't end up having it. But um, so I guess um, my point here is just, I think another, um, there's so, so much separation, I think with conventional and holistic medicine and I think it's so important as the patient to, to be your own advocate, to be your own champion of your health and to kind of create your team. And I think that, you know, everybody has something to offer, you know, conventional medicine, holistic, midwifery care, you know, everyone has something to offer and it's up to you to kind of create this team. And, and that's, that's what I did. I know you had mentioned that you had the Hashimoto's. So what, how did that play into any of your postpartum or has it? And what, what has that been like? Yeah. So it's kind of early on to, to, I mean, I'm definitely monitoring just symptoms of it. Uh, but I work with a naturopath and, uh, she wants me to get tested at, at eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because, I mean, you're just going through so many hormonal shifts, like after birth and all that, um, she's like eight weeks is a good time to get tested. So it's definitely something that I will continue to monitor, um, postpartum. And, and I did do the, um, placenta encapsulation. And and I think that that has really, really helped truly. I mean, I just feel like my mood's been really balanced. I felt really good. Um, so I think that's been super helpful, but the, the testing, all that, I won't start until, until eight weeks, but, um, and then I will continue to monitor that, um, gotcha. after that. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Joelle, as we wrap up, I'd love to know, you know, what, do you have any last thoughts on your experience or anything else that you would like to share? Sure. So I think like one of the main things, um, is like, I did this, you know, and I still can't believe it. And if anyone can do this or if, if I can do this and anybody can do this, I mean, 
I just want women out there to know that, you know, birth is not an illness and it shouldn't be treated as such. And so don't settle, like do your research and, and make it happen, whatever that is. If it's in a hospital, if it's home birth, like you can do it. Like your vision can become a reality. You know, I, I, I did envision home birth early on and, um, you know, I just thought like, oh, it's, I can't do it, you know? And then, and luckily like I, you know, discovered it later on and was able to make it happen. But I just, I want women to know that and, um, and that it's accessible and it's, and it's an incredible option for so many women, you know, like low risk women. And, and I just like, it's, it's an option and it's accessible. Um, and so many don't know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just, like I said, um, towards the end there, like create your team, you know, like you're your advocate, you're your leader of health. Um, and every care has its benefits. So do your research and make educated decisions and do what's best for you and your family. And it's not one size fits all. It's not like you have to go 100% midwifery. You have to go 100% hospital. I mean, you can, you can really like create your team and, and do what's best for your family. So that's the message I, I want to get across for sure. I love that. And I love it coming, you know, it's great to hear it from you who, experience this decision to, or you considered home birth in the beginning and then, you know, went about your way with the hospital and then changed. Like it's, it's really neat to hear this coming from your perspective. Um, so I, I'm just so grateful for you coming on the podcast, for you being willing and open to share your story with other moms who maybe, you know, maybe they're 34 weeks right now listening and thinking, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. You know, they're going to have that same conversation that you did. So thank you so much, Joelle. It it was such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for allowing me to to share my story. Um, I just, I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all the work you've done with, with your podcast, the Academy. Like I said, it was just so incredibly helpful and preparing. So thank you for that. Wow, what an amazing story. Thank you, Joelle, so much for coming on and sharing your journey with us. What I love about Joelle is the fact that even late in the game, she was able to reconnect with what she wanted and make the switch to home birth. She knew that it was right for her family and she decided to go for it. And within those last few weeks, she totally took preparation seriously, listening to podcasts, reading, and then joining Happy Home Birth Academy even after her due date had passed. I love the fact that Joelle was able to get through the modules and binge crash course it to prepare her for a happy home birth. Obviously, it's fantastic when you can start early, but this just goes to show that It's no fluff. We get down to the meat of it fast and it produces results. So thank you so much for sharing that, Joelle. And just so everyone remembers, myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash HHA. Doors are only going to be open for a few days, so I don't want you to miss this, especially the fact that there is a group option. This will not stay around for long. This will not always be an opportunity that I will have available. So make sure you check that out. All right, my friends, that is all I've got for you this week. I can't wait to see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.